Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi. Welcome to Real Housewives of Rewatch. I'm, I'm so happy we got the high. Yeah, well, you counted me down this time. You didn't just jump into it. You gave me a nice countdown. So proud of us that I forgot the rest of what I was supposed to say. Hi, guys. I'm Sue Funk, and I'm here with... Danielle from Brands by Bravo. And we are recapping season four of New York, and we finally got to the reunion. And there's two episodes, but we're just doing one episode of both of them because, God, we were limping to this end. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but honestly reunion i think even when you have a terrible scene in like season reunions are always good oh yeah i have a friend who just watches reunions she never watches the full season and she's like i love it i get everything i need from it and i'm and like it is true i just couldn't i need every little moment and i need to watch it again and again <laughs> um at least this reunion was quite entertaining i would say andy seems so annoyed the entire reunion oh yeah well i mean i think that this was one of the first frustrating ones for him because it was every time anybody talked it was just like it became like cackling hands it was like <laughs> like that's yeah. really what it sounded like i will say it does not surprise me that season five is almost like a completely new cast because of how frustrated he seems with everyone on the couch and also like there's part of me that feels like they know they're almost done like at one point jill is even like if we come back next season like Mm -hmm. i feel like they were kind of warned and the couches are interesting do you want to go through where everyone's sitting yeah just one quick thing oh no though of season five even though we're not even doing that yet but it's so interesting imagine now take a housewives cast and literally fire everyone except for three people because that's what they did for season five i mean i feel like atlanta did that i want to say too yeah it just feels like a very big change is is a coming and it's just very interesting because i feel like people you know get such up in arms of who's in who's out Typically, it's only like a rotation of like one new housewife in a season, maybe two. And this was, nope, the entire cast. But yes, the couches. So it was the blondes versus the brunettes plus one redhead. Yeah. So it was next to Andy on one side. It's Lou, Jill, Kelly, and Cindy. And on the other side, Ramona is sitting next to Andy. And then there's Sonia. And then there's Alex um and their outfits are all pretty like they're no cohesive real color they're all kind of like the satiny short kind of cocktaily dresses of the time but jill is wearing a statement necklace that trumps luann it is just it's big it's a lot jill went all yeah. out 
And Kelly's wearing these like bright teal shoes. Luann is in like a snakeskin outfit. And then all three blondes have these like satin solid block color dresses. It's they're very it's, Jessica McClintock dresses. Did you remember yeah. that store from mm-hmm. the mall that like everyone got their prom dresses for in like 1998? Yeah, it, it was yeah. definitely still pre-high fashion reunion. I will say I've heard some um, franchises are told they have to wear certain things to the reunion. Like, I don't think New York is supposed to wear long. Same with OC. Oh, interesting. Because if you think about it, they, they never wear the big gowns that like atlanta wears potomac like huh they don't typically wear that and same with oc oc is always short dresses yeah they're they don't wear the gowns like atlanta does but i I love when they make it a cohesive look i really love that and i wish every franchise did that i like it when it's all the same color like i yes that like i didn't like I i think it was potomac that was like feathers and i was like no or maybe Salt Lake did that. It was just well, uh, Meredith's blue feathered suit thing. That was Salt Lake's this past season was wild for Meredith their reunion. Always wear something wild. She she really does not disappoint from like pearl faced kini onward. Mm-hmm. It's just well, what do you expect? She's mother of visionary Brooks Marks. <laughs> what did you think of the couches? Did you think I liked how they were, you know, set up together? It made sense, although I do feel as though Luann was definitely playing both sides harder than anybody else. I feel like Luann was ready to butter her bread wherever the butter was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um but um they kick it off with my, or did you have anything else to say about the couch? No, the outfits were what they typically are for New York. They kick it off with um, my least favorite part of the season where like Andy's like, so Ramona, you're not pregnant. And I knew you were going to be pissed about that. She's like, I got my period. And Jill's like, TMI. Um, <laughs> then Andy puts it as you couldn't cosmically or biologically be pregnant, which I was like, I, I had a good think on that. I was like, what is cosmically pregnant? I have no <laughs> like, idea what he How does one that. get cosmic? Like, I, I really, I don't know what cosmic pregnancy is. And I, I know people who are mediums. I, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. I don't know either. Is your star sign pregnant? Um, Maybe. And then uh, we just kind of, Go into how Luann's still upset about the pregnancy test. And then there's a beautiful fight montage of everybody fighting this season. The not right time, not the right place montage was amazing. I feel like they could, Bravo could put that together for BravoCon, like in literally every show. Mm-hmm. There's somebody who's like, this is not the time. This is not the place. And it's just like you film a TV show. So when do you want them to do it? When there's no cameras around? That doesn't do make any that sense. Point. They were like, we see each other at social events. Like we're not in each other's day to day. We're all moms working and busy. So yeah, where else am I supposed to tell you that I'm pissed at you? And you don't want me to tweet it, you know? Yeah, I don't I don't know how else they want those messages communicated, but I just think it was funny that they all have said that at some point. Um then we get the wedding march, the the marriage equality march, which I was like, good god, that was this season. That felt I felt the same thing. I was like, that was this season? Oh my god. Um and Alex and Sonia basically start the fight all over again even though they're on good terms and they end up like kind of making peace by agreeing to disagree but sonia's really talking in circles and not listening to alex like everybody never mm-hmm. listens to alex and i do think that alex had some valid points about it and like just kind of and i feel like there were a couple i feel like i want to be like maybe it was luann or somebody else went to um alex's defense which was surprising but- i also want to know they were discussing about the march someone 
who was maybe I guess in charge of it because they kept bleeping their name out. And I was like, Yeah, Ooh. so basically they were like, X told me that I could speak, and they were like, X didn't tell you I you could speak. They wanted you not to speak. And yeah, it was just the same fight. It was really yeah. not great and boring. Agree. And it also was like I thought it was funny how, I mean, I understand what Alex was saying, but she just cannot articulate herself. She was trying to say that it was like, had they not had this fight, Marriage Equality March would not have gotten the such a spotlight on the show. Yeah. She wasn't saying they're the reason that it got passed in the set. She was just saying, like, we it gave it a more, nice little platform. It got three episode storyline, you know? And people were talking about Marriage Equality multiple times on a network on a well-watched show. Mm-hmm. But everyone was like, you're acting like you did it yourself. And she was like, I didn't, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, that's not what she was saying. But she's so bad at articulating herself sometimes that it's like it wasn't coming across in any sort of way. And then uh, there's a Sonia segment. And it's basically the same Sonia segment we've seen forever, almost. Like, it's like, Sonia has a townhouse. Sonia was rich. Sonia's not so rich anymore. Sonia's a party girl. Sonia's sad about her divorce. I want a book from Sonia so bad, and I can't believe no one has given her a book deal because the way she talks about things in her life, I need to know if this is real or not. Like, I have so many questions. She drops that she has a house in France. What? Does. But does she have a house or did the Morgan have a house and she considers it her house? I think that she had, I think when I listened to Bravo Docket, they did say, that she that was one of the homes that like she got but i think that she ended up having to sell it i don't know she also said she was a restaurant consultant for 20 years i feel like she did write a book but it was a novel like i feel like i don't know I feel like it was something where it was like very funny that she was just like i wrote a book it was like a a paperback like kind of like sexy fantasy book based on her life maybe i'm wrong guys if anybody remembers i was i did a quick google did that result in anything maybe if i asked chat gpt i don't know but if anybody knows let us know um yeah but Kelly is called out afterwards because she calls out she had called out Sonia for acting like she was richer than she was Mm -hmm. and Sonia's just like no I've always lived this way and I do believe that I feel like Sonia was on the playground acting like the tree mounts were rolling in it (laughs) you know yes she doesn't she say something like you want to see my genealogy yeah, I felt like she she does come from some sort of lineage. I don't know what. Um, but then Kelly starts talking about her apartment. Well, like, they're talking about, like, well, oh, no. Andy is basically like, hey, Kelly, you are calling her out for having a home that her husband bought. But didn't Jill buy that apartment that you live in? And she's like, oh, yeah, he bought, bought it for, like, a million dollars, and it's worth, like, way more now, because it's a yeah. 4,000 square foot apartment, and I nearly fell off my couch when I, I mean, I knew it was big, but, like. No, I, I didn't know it was that big. So, like, I think I lived in, like, a 400 square foot apartment in New York. I shared a 500 square foot apartment like, with, with Derek. Smaller, like, I know people who lived in, like, like a. 300 square foot and to think about 4,000 square feet of an apartment in New York City is wild so I recently was at my cousins Mm -hmm. who are very wealthy for Rosh Hashanah happy new year happy new year and their home is 4,600 square feet and I'm just picturing that and how that could be an apartment if it's really 4,000 square feet because that is massive it's just, I, I mean, I don't know. So I know. need to know if it's actually 4,000 square feet or not. Yeah. I like, I had a hard time listening to anything else for a while. Cause I just kept being like, it's 4,000 square yep. feet. Do you know what we missed also? 
earlier is that Kelly said the Cosmopolitan rated her one of the nicest celebrities. Did you miss oh, that at the beginning? I totally missed that. Yeah. So weird and random and classic Kelly. Like, she's automatically not a nice celebrity because she runs in front of taxi cabs. Sorry, you lost me. How would Cosmo know who's nice and who's not nice? Like, how, what? I don't know. I don't know. And then Cindy finally spoke up like 30 minutes into the episode. I was like, oh, my God, you're here again. Forgot about that. Same (laughs) with Jill, though. Jill was very quiet at the beginning. Yeah. What did Cindy say? I don't know. She said one thing. (laughs) I literally wrote Cindy spoke up for one word. So no clue. And then Jill, we start talking about the rumors about Mario. And Jill said she heard rumors of Mario cheating, which is just so effed up because we know that he did and we know that she was correct in these rumors yeah and then ramona somehow brings it back to bethany oh my god we talked about the fact that we even talked about bethany at the reunion i couldn't believe that well it was interesting because it came up in a very like fourth wall breaking moment where she was like you know you were the one that told us not to film with bethany and like it was i don't even know how she connected those dots i don't remember but Jill was like, Bethany scared me. Bethany was scary. Bethany scared me. And I was just like, I just don't buy that. Jill, like, you're Jill fucking Zarin. Yeah, there's no, Jill was not scared of her. She, and especially in the beginning, Jill owned Bethany, basically. And that was one of the problems with the relationship. Yeah. Um... Then there's the discussion about Alex and jill's fight and they're like hold on hold on or maybe this is what cindy said she was like so you think it's okay for a man to yell at a woman and alex is like yeah it's okay for anybody to yell at anybody and the whole um brunette couch just goes i (laughs) think anyone i agree with alex anyone can argue with anyone like should no one should put hands on each other but the idea of a world where men and women don't scream at each other or get into heated conversations with each other is just ridiculous to me. Agree. It and has nothing to do with gender. It has. I understand them saying like they don't want to argue with their friend's husband because that's awkward. So I understand that because that's awkward to not argue with like a friend's partner. If that's what they were saying, but that didn't seem to be what they were saying. No, they were very much playing gender roles of like, Women can yell at women. Men can yell at men. But a man should never speak to a woman with a raised voice. And I just, unless he's approaching her physically, I I wouldn't be like, how dare you? I'm a lady. Yeah. You know? Like, well, it's the same thing. I think, I don't remember if it was in part one or part two when they were talking about Jill and Simon of like, I spoke to my husband and I cannot go to lunch with someone else's yeah, husband. And it. it's like, yeah. There's nothing sexual going on. It's filming. It's for a TV show and you had a problem with him. It's not that big of a deal. Also, it's Bobby. She was probably like, Bobby, I can't believe that that he asked me to go to lunch. Do you believe that? I don't want to go to lunch. And then he's like, don't go to lunch. And she's like, see, my husband said I can't go to lunch. Mm-hmm, definitely. Know? It was for a transitive sure. property. Can't go to lunch. Um, There's a Ramona and Sonia montage. And Jill points out that Alex wasn't part of it. And Alex was like, that's fine. They're old friends. And she's just like, I just feel bad that you left out. And I was just like, you are just trying to start shit on the couch with three people. Like you were starting to, you were trying to start a war. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what that was about. Um, oh, then you know what they talk about too? They talk about Sonya breaking up with someone named Brian. Did I completely miss that Sonya had a boyfriend? That was the artist, I think, and it was a very like quick. Oh my god, I didn't a... even like realize that he was remember her boyfriend. Like, but I remember well, the artist thing. Like she was like, "Oh yeah, he's my boyfriend," but it very much seemed like he was a guy that she was paying to hang out with her. Yeah, I literally when they said Brian, I wrote, "Who the fuck is Brian?" I think it was Ryan, but maybe I just watched too much OC. Um, I'm not sure. It could have been Ryan or Brian. It just felt very random when they brought it up because I had no memory of that. Right before that, uh, Kelly claims that she was hurt 
by Sonia's vagina because she saw it oh, God. during the photo shoot. And it was great because I really feel like Andy uh, relished asking, uh, Sonia, was your vagina rude to Kelly? <laughs> Sonia, was your... Can you tell me about how rude your vagina was? What did your vagina say? And it was just... I do think that Andy realizes how crazy Kelly is. Yes, he definitely does. enjoys enjoys, along with everyone else, being on the other side of that joke. Because he was mm-hmm. just, are you serious? A vagina was mad at you? Ridiculous. Uh, then they talk about one of my favorite conflicts of the season was the Cindy lunch or brunch, whatever, oh, at Sonia's. Yeah. I really enjoyed that fight because it was absolutely so absurd. And it really clearly- was. No one is letting Cindy talk. They all hate her. It's so obvious. Like, no one cares about her whatsoever. And I love that, really, uh, Sonia says Cindy was just there to promote her business at breakfast. Like, that's why I think they all hated her, because they all knew her M.O. She wanted to be Bethany. Yep. And even, um, there's an early question where Andy goes, Cindy, like a someone like you know bonnie from bonniesville like wrote in and was like ramona uh i mean so cindy like you seem like these you don't like these women and and she's like they make me tense i'm not comfortable i'm very uncomfortable they make me tense and i'm like why are you here um and she said straight from the start there was tension because of ramona and her brother even though that her and ramona were friends that really ended the friendship um which like nobody understood (laughs) i feel like everyone was like but it was between ramona and your brother Mm -hmm. and it was weird and it's ramona like nobody takes her fight seriously then uh they go through the pecking order thing and cindy stands up and screams i i don't even remember what guys it was just it was so weird. all about the pecking order and how she wasn't going to take etiquette lessons from Sonia. And Luann says that um, Cindy is mortifying. <laughs> That's where I was like, I was like, Cindy, like Lou was definitely not on Cindy's side. And then like, they're all screaming. And then Kelly tries to get in the middle of it. She's like, I got to be peacemaker. And Andy's like, no, you really don't. Um. And then we go to a Lou and Ramona fight and about like weekend mommy, which was another ongoing fight throughout the season. And Ramona's really going after Victoria. She's like, how does Victoria know about clubs? Why was Victoria in so many schools? And Jill is like mama bearing the fuck out of this. Mm -hmm. She's like, not the children, not the children. And Luann's just kind of like, oh come on like i mean she's not totally wrong because what ramona did was so messed up and lou was holding her own throwing her own thing like you know like avery was talking about how you're never around avery was saying this and that like avery and like even andy is like has avery ever said that she was embarrassed by you and she's like yeah and he's like of what she's like i'm not going to say which I was like, oh, okay. We get to just not say things now? Come on, earn your check. Um, yeah, it's pretty messed up. And that basically is the end of part one and into part two. They keep fighting about the children and the party. And uh, Jill's like, I thought it was very wrong that you said that your party was going to be better than Avery's party. And Ramona just couldn't even. She was like, I was fucking around. And um, then we talk about how Avery said no to Lou's video and how embarrassing it would be. <laughs> Luann throws right back at her. She's like, hey, uh, how does Avery feel about you massaging Mario? I mean, she was so correct in that. Right? She was like... Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, you know, she knows that it's fu-. like she did not have a good answer. Then, oh, OK. So then did we know this? Because this was shocking to me that Alex was an actor for 10 years. OK, so I like fell down. Her oh, I was really hoping you did. 
I was way into that because I was just like, because she was like, I was like, the only reason I went to the Hamptons was for film festivals. That's the only real time. That's why I prefer the, ha- the St. John's to the Hamptons. I was never really a Hamptons person. So, of course, I'm like, all right. And she names um, Tollbooth and Architect as movies that she was in that she uh, was there for award shows. And the Tollbooth, uh, she played the illustrious character of Gallery Girl, which was one of my favorite Bravo shows, but mm-hmm. nothing to do with that movie. <laughs> um, but then, and I have to pull this up because, guys, I knew I was never going to remember all of the actors that are in this movie, The Architect. Um, all right. So I'm so happy you did this. I was really hoping you did. Was it The Architect? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So the 2006 movie was a star-studded event. So we've got Anthony LaPaglia, which, like, do you know that name? Is it a name that rolls off your tongue? No. But, like, when you see him, you're like, oh, that guy. Hold on. Let's see him. This guy. No. Like, he's in everything. He's, uh, he's been, like, he's a, he was the boss in Empire Records. He was the best friend in So I Married an Axe Murderer. He was, like, very much, like, the 90s Italian-y kind of guy. <laughs> um, but then we get... Hayden Panettiere was in this? Fiola Davis. Sebastian Stan? Isabella Rossellini. Um, Paul James, who uh, was in Greek, I think. That's... Constance Wu? Yeah. Yeah, so many people. Okay, but where does... And there's Alex's name. Wow. Trisha. So, um, and she wasn't even the lowest. And what person. this was the architect, yes, right? the architect. And um, the logline is: an architect engages in conflict with an activist who lives in a dangerous complex. The architect designed. Can you go back and click on Alex's name? I want to know how many credits she has. Um, she does not have a ton. Uh, but for, she, to say it was an actress for ten years, she does have like. I do think the, her headshot, by the way, is Gorgina. I love it. It's so pretty. But she was on One Life to Live. Uh, she was on eight episodes. She was in Uptown Girls. That's one of my favorite movies. She was uncredited as That's well. That's fine. I need to now go back and watch that movie. Um. So, yeah, The Toll Booth, Cyber Chase, The Great New Wonderful, Rape, period, short. It's a movie short. Um. And then the Warrior Classes and Manhattanites, which I was very interested in because that was in 2008. And I was like, was that like about this stuff? But it looks very low budget. It like is giving the room vibes. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, but she was in like this list is not short. There's 13. 13. I mean, that's not great to say I 10 mean, years, and that was in 13 things. But then, what about, uh, hold on, let me see about Heather from OC, who talks about how she uh, was such a huge actress. Heather Dubrow, how many does she have? 
she has 20 credits. So Alex McCord, only seven credits behind. Mm-hmm. So what an actress makes, the world may never know. <laughs> uh, we could debate it forever, but I just thought that was really, really funny. Um, I love that you knew I would do that. I was like, hold on. I need this. I know. I didn't have time, so I was really hoping you did. And I was very glad that you did. Then there's the Pinot Grigio fight of uh, Sydney not having the Pinot Grigio there. And everybody kind of piling on and being like, does Ramona have a drinking problem? (laughs) And then Ramona doesn't understand that there's such a thing as high-functioning alcoholism. (laughs) It seems numerous of them have never heard of a high-functioning alcoholic because... Alex and Sonia are like, no, she is functioning. She's she had all job. these things. Yeah, she's fine. Like, she's a mom. Like, I was like, oh, this is, was this a new thing? They're like, she's not drunk all the time. I'm like, that's not what an alcoholic only is. And then Ramona does something absolutely awful, which Jill says is the lowest thing that she could ever do to her, which is such an exaggeration because that's definitely not the lowest thing she could do to her. But she comes out and says, it's pretty low. And she comes out and says that Jill was in AA because we know Jill doesn't drink or very rarely. And Jill is like, first off, I wasn't. Second, it's supposed to be Alcoholics Anonymous. So if I was, cool. Thanks for outing me. Like, And then she said she was like, I went with a friend, which is very common. I don't think that's unusual to go with a friend to AA, especially if somebody's struggling and they need somebody to go with. Remember, um, Sonia went with Luann to AA in Miami. Yeah, and it's it is it's a it's a hard thing to sit through. There's a lot of personal stories, but like Jill says, the number one thing about AA is you. It's freaking anonymous because it's scary to admit that you have this problem, this disease, mm-hmm. publicly, and some people it could ruin their career. Um, but I do believe Jill is not an alcoholic. And just doesn't like drinking. Yeah, she might same. have also gone to Al-Anon, which is not Alcoholics Anonymous. It is um, alcoholics, like people who are related to alcoholics by like familial relationships or friends. Yeah, or married to one or sibling yeah. or friend. Yeah. 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 So- and, and the whole thing also then Ramona's like, oh, well, I don't drink liquor because those are the what the alcoholics in my family drank. So I just drank the Pinot Grigio. And Andy's like, you think you can't be an alcoholic just because you don't drink liquor? Like, that doesn't make sense. He's like, wine can also be part of alcoholism. Yeah. And then Sonia, she, while they're all kind of chatting, she, Sonia says something of Ramona's wine is in all the top restaurants. Which is not true. We all know that. Yeah, that definitely is not true. But then Kelly is randomly randomly brings up bethany and is like bethany would never do that she didn't drink her own drinks and everyone just stops and is like absolutely drinks her own Mm -hmm. drink that is all bethany drinks are you fucking crazy and this was really i feel like before the skinny girl like got bottled and was like really really popular um when she was on but like she would always make her own drinks and cocktails all the time on this show so it was really funny that everyone it was like literally everyone could agree on that yeah and of course cindy still stayed silent obviously Uh, as she does and then uh, there's the fight about fashion with alex and lou that Lou is just like, you're really so upset that I said you're Herman Monster Shoes. Um, and the SM dress we find out was donated to mm-hmm. Housing Works, which I thought was nice. I thought that was nice too. It was also funny because he was like, they, they they were like, she was donated to the homeless. And he's like, is there some homeless person wearing that dress? You could tell by the fact that he missed it was very clear she said a charity thing and you could tell by that point Andy was so over. He told them to shut up a few times like he was really not having it. This was before Andy yelled at the ladies. I love when Andy yells at them. Like I love when he yells at them. But especially after the comment of like men can't yell at ladies. I think that he was really like oh I can't yell at you and it was just so funny 
seeing like a younger not as wise andy mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no i love when he yells go. at them yeah well it's the only way that he anything gets done on the show at that point yeah and, especially when I, they start repeating themselves like he's just the best host and he should host all reunions for all shows always because he just knows how to keep things moving and host political debates i wish 2024 andy cohen clubhouse debates i know i wish he would (laughs) i just don't think he'd want to get involved with that and obviously he's so biased on stuff but i wish he i wish he would because he knows he knows how to do it no no one does it like andy that's for sure um then it talks about luann being older than jacques and how he's meeting the count and i still am a little confused on this whole jewish guy comment but it basically seems so is jill did you see jill's face she was like wait a minute what yeah and that's why andy too well andy was kind of being like yes so the count doesn't like jews does he (laughs) this what it seemed like he was confirming with luann who wouldn't really say anything Lou was laughing in a way that was like, yes, but I'm not saying it. Weird. An, arist- an old was- aristocratic family being is anti-Semitic? That's so shocking. Yeah. No. I'm was- sorry. An old European aristocratic family is anti-Semitic. But it was interesting that, like, Cindy was very much like, like, Jill was like, huh? And then, like, Cindy's like, what? And then everybody kind of jumps to Lou's defense as soon as Cindy's upset about it. And they were like, it happened last year. Shut up. You don't know. Yeah, well, we're not saying <laughs> Lou has those thoughts. It's that her ex-husband yeah. might have issue with Jacques being Jewish. But Lou seemed like tickled pink that she was going to be like, oh, I'm going to get I'm gonna get him with uh, my younger Jewish boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Good, she, as she should. He is a cutie Jacques and you and I have always been team Jacques and Lou, that's for sure. And that was it, unless you had anything else. That was the last note I wrote. Oh, I have um Alex going in on Lou about her behavior and like how mean she is. And she's like, I said in the beginning of this season that you are a thug in a cocktail dress and I made t-shirts and I'm going to give you two to which Lou so calmly and so freaking elegantly goes oh, that's so nice. You're selling t-shirts now. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? Get it, Alex, because she's ahead of her time with some merch. I mean, New York had merch anyway, but... Absolutely, but it was just so funny because she said it like basically like, oh, you're on the Jersey Shore selling Mm -hmm. her time. Like, it was... Her just fancy lady disdain was beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was the season. We we made it through this. I'm so proud of us. This truly I think is one of the worst seasons of New York. I think it was one of the most baffling because there's so many good spots, but I don't think I've watched Housewives where there was someone who just so blatantly did not fit in. Yeah. And like was shoehorned in and still didn't really make any significant impact like the fact that she was left out of morocco photos like if i was to ask you like before we started the season who went to morocco would you have ever put cindy on a fucking camel no no but like i i just she fascinates me to no end of like her ability to be there and not be there and, like, I just want to know why she was cast. What was their hope? I think what they is- wanted a Bethany 2.0. And they did not get it. But, like, I don't know. And, like, there was a moment where they talked about um, people were shading Cindy as a mom. They were like, it seems like you don't like your kids. <laughs> And she was like, no, no, I'm with them all the time. And the nanny. And then she said the nanny sleeps sleeps with her. And everyone was like, ooh. And she was like, oh, yeah, right. I'm sleeping with my nanny. And she got all mad. And I was just like, just just joke with it. Just roll with it. Just It'd be just better if she life. just was like, I love my kids, but I have twins. And I am a single parent. And I feel lucky to afford the help that I need. 
That would have been a better answer. No, she very much acted like you. Of course, you have nannies, and like, but she still didn't really say like, "I love my children." She was just like, "I'm with them all the time." Yeah, listen, twins. I can't even effing imagine. I love how she's like, they keep me up. I was like, that doesn't mean that they're your children. Like, that you're <laughs> actively mothering them. Like, it sounds more like you're a light sleeper and you're annoyed that the nanny is being loud. I know. I mean, listen, I don't know how anyone does twins, let alone I follow this girl on TikTok who has triplets. And I just, one is a handful. How you have two babies at once. So it's just, it, to me, it's just like, just own that you have the help. And there's nothing wrong with having help. I yeah. think if every mom could have money for a nanny, they would have a nanny, you Absolutely. know. Especially when they're that young, you know, 13 months is very young. So yeah. Yeah, what a what a what a season, what a time. Oh. I am not sad season four is over because I very much look forward to season five. Because as I said to Sue before we started recording, my peacock went right into the opening credits of season five. And it's a complete recast, basically. The only ones coming back. Who's on? Because I was like, I didn't watch. Well, the only ones who come back that we know are Lou, Sonia, and Ramona. That's it. So out of seven, they only kept three. She's in the opening credits, so I think so. And then it's Aviva, Mm -hmm. Carol. Carol Radswell's? Mm -hmm. That soon? Heather. Wow. Ramona, Sonia, Luann. I think it's those six. Wow. What a season we're going to have. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't. I was a big Heather Thompson fan, so I'm interested to see if I still like her. Yeah, I really always liked her. I know she's like so many people thought she was annoying. But I. Thompson. Hi, mama. Hi, mama. I mean, that was annoying, but. Let me just see. I'm pretty sure those are the six housewives for season five. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Lou, Ramona, Sonia, Aviva, Carol, Heather. I think that we're going to have a great time, but we should let everybody know we're going to take a little break. Yes. I'm unfortunately returning to work, so I need to see how that adjusts. If only this podcast paid me full time and then this is all I would do and it would be so great. <laughs> I mean, we should thank everybody, though, because we the the downloads and everything are making a difference. And we really. Yes. Every oh, my God. Download and every single review comment or just like when you guys slide into DMs with hilarious stuff. Some of you are just I love talking to you now. Um, yeah. So it's just. It's worth it, but we well, yeah, I'm so proud of us. Break. Look at us, the little the little podcast I could making it to season five, and I'm still having so much fun. And I hope we continue. And if we make it through all 14 seasons, that will be absolutely crazy. <laughs> I believe in us. I, think I do we too. Get through 14, and then we're gonna go to another franchise. It's like it's like um, what's that show? Oh, Fudge. The one on NBC, Community, six seasons in a movie. Oh, six seasons in a movie. <laughs> hey, six seasons in a new franchise. Yeah, I wonder actually if the movie's going to happen and how this writer strike is affecting it because I had heard that they had started to work on something. I know that they were coming together. I don't think a script was created, as to my knowledge. Uh, I hope I, they make a movie. I love Community. Oh, that show was great. Absolutely yeah. great. My friend Ma- Megan Gans, who's now a writer on Always Sunny, uh, used to write for that. Show. Oh, Troy and Abbott in the morning. So funny. And yeah, everything about that show was amazing. And uh, this show is amazing. And we'll keep yeah. going. Any other Bravo things to discuss? I mean, Oof, it was a week. It uh, was a week. We know. I don't even want to truly get into it. With Shannon Bedore is all I have to say. You know, yeah. I, it's, um, my kindergarten teacher always used to say, when you point a finger, three point back at you. And I just feel like Shannon this season going after Gina so hard with her DWI. Um, it the, Those three fingers came back at her. And I'm not saying like it's karma or whatever, because that's not even the correct use of karma. Um, 
but I I think it's just it's telling and I hope she gets help and it sounds like she's going into a facility for help or at least some sort of counseling uh, according to Jeff Lewis so and it sounds like Archie's okay which thank is, God Archie oh, is like funny. the beloved dog of Bravo Archie's really like an OG like he's he's an exciting dog I feel like I love his love of tennis balls mm-hmm yeah, I'm very behind on OC. I have not watched. So now it will be even more interesting when I do choose to catch up on it. It's been an okay season. I feel like, I don't know. I'm always like, everyone's like, Atlanta was horrible. And I was like, I love this season of Atlanta. <laughs> like, I, I'm never a great judge of what yeah. else thinks. Because I think I just love Housewives no matter yeah, what. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I mean, listen, I I it, like didn't give up on Vanderpump Rules even when they had those terrible seasons. So... I'll watch it right now. My priority of watching is I just finished below deck down under. What a great season. Fantastic. What Absolutely fantastic. Season. Highly um, recommend. I'm I'm in and out of the de- of below decks because there's just too many and I needed a break. But this was me too. I took a break, fun. but this was the first one I well, I always watch Sailing Out because I love Captain Glenn. But I took a break from regular below deck and I took a, a break from med, but this one I watched and it was so good. And I think I'm one or two episodes behind on New New York, but I'll, I'll watch that. And Southern Charm, those are my priorities right now. I don't think I can Southern Charm, but I think I will Winter House this year. Oh, definitely will Winter House. That cast looks really great. And the new cast of Traders was announced, and that looks really fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and Salt Lake City. I, oh, Salt Lake. I, sorry, Salt Lake is the one that I'm I'm definitely going to watch every week also. Okay, good. Because I was like, no, no, no. First two episodes have been ten out of ten. Like I'm some like, of the best they've ever put out. Mary being back, what a gift! What a gift! Ugh, I hate that how woman, funny she is, but she is so funny. That woman's facial expressions are phenomenal. The Trixie Hotel. I'm sorry, this is a motel. <laughs> that meme will go down forever of her being like, "Do you have Dom Perignon?" Like, what was it? Like 1998 or something? 2003, was, I think she wanted. It was such an old vintage that I was just like, "Who has that in stock?" She's like, a wild human, and you know, it's hard when you know someone's terrible, but she's funny as hell, and I don't watch Housewives for ethics, so. And I think it's really funny this season, though, that they're not like nobody's bringing up the church, even online. Um, because uh, I don't even know what do you do with that, you know? Um, do you want to guess how much uh the Don Perignon goes for? And this is from France without the shipping. How much you want to guess? I have no idea. The 2003 vintage is $450. All right. I was going to guess 300 So I'm not. I thought it was going to be more. So. Yeah. Well, with shipping, though, it's going to be a lot because shipping from France is um, very expensive. Nothing I am going to pee out is worth that amount of money. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. That's a really good point. Now, I've I've spent. I think the most I've ever spent on a bottle of wine was maybe close to 50 when I was in Argentina. I was just going to say 50 to 60 if I have even done that once, maybe. It was a reserve Argentinian wine that I that I um, tasted. I got really into Cab Franc when I was there. And that was and I'm a I'm a wine person, though. I really do like enjoying and tasting wines. And it was one of the most phenomenal things I've ever bought. But I don't think I would ever, I don't think I could spend that much. Because here's the thing also is that, like, it's a temperamental product. So, like, if you get it in the wrong temperature, it could screw up the whole entire balance. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's say you keep it in, even in a wine fridge. If you lose power, it could, like, screw up the entire balance of that bottle. Yeah, and um, the Trixie Motel clearly does not store it. How dare they? I actually watched the whole making of the Trixie Motel, so I'm very excited Isn't to see them. Isn't it so fun? Yeah, I watched that. I think it was on HBO Max or something. 
I didn't Whatever watch it all is. the episodes yet. My friend Katie and I were watching every time I went to New York. So Yeah, no, I watched it all. So I was really excited when they were going there. I thought there was a really cute um like crossover just like, you know, known very I, I like that location and, and picking to go there. Yeah, I would love to go there. I was surprised they even got there because it was my understanding that they're booked for like a while. It's expensive for a motel. But it's well, cute as hell. She's got to make that money back somehow. Hell yeah. Listen, she got money, her makeup line, and yeah. yeah Trixie's, Trixie's, Trixie's doing, doing well. Very, very well. I mean, even her show. Um, LVP was on an episode of her show. Yeah. LVP was on part of the, the Trixie Motel and mm-hmm. they're friends. I don't believe that her and Whitney are friends. Like, I was just like, that was weird. Have you seen the episode where they go yet? No. Was that. When did that the air? The very end of um, last week's episode. They, oh my god, did I not arrived. finish last week's episode? And like, Whitney's like, I went early because I am friends with Trixie Motel. And I don't then, know. Also, hopefully you can't hear Remy is next to me having the most intense dream right now. And it's so hear, loud. I thought it was the baby. <laughs> no, but that is like, Remy <laughs> having a crazy dream so that is our time to end because i can't wake him up i don't want to wake Aww. him up <laughs> well sweet dreams remy thanks everybody for listening we'll be back in the middle of october have a fun spooky season till then <laughs> yeah bye. bye imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.